Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, the CFML News Edition, episode 116, August 24th. I'm Gavin Pickin, and I'm joined today by Eric Peterson. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Gavin? Pretty good. Pretty good. Another week. We're getting closer. One month away to the, into the box. Woohoo! So all the speakers also, who are watching are freaking out that it's, ah, one month left. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Myself included. Yep. Uh, we'll get them done. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing about uh, new content. You know, lots of great new content for everybody, but it means you've got to write it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, first, let's thank our sponsor, Auto Solutions, uh, the makers of Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, and lots and lots of boxes. So, uh, obviously, they help make this podcast possible and a lot of great community features like those products. Um, but some ways you can give back. We always would like you guys to go like and subscribe our videos on YouTube. Um, sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which is releasing new content every week. And we'll tell you a little bit about some of that new content soon. And we also have a book out, 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks, which is available on Gun Road. And so those are just a few ways you can say thanks back to Order Solutions for helping the community and doing this, things like this podcast. And we also have uh, Patreon supporters, Eric Wright. Our lovely Patreon supporters. I'm going to stick with that. Did it last week. You're all lovely. Maybe I said beautiful last week. Anyways, <laughs> we have our great Patreon supporters providing 100% of the funding for this podcast. And we're now setting our sights on funding the Forgebox IO website and package repository. We're 41% of the way there. And you can find out how you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash solutions. Yep, very cool. And we'll tell you a little bit more about the perks and uh, even our annual memberships at the end of the show. Okay, news and events. So let's get started. And the first one is something that's been three months in the making. It's probably why we haven't seen Brad much lately. Uh, <laughs> Command Box 5.4.0 is released. That's right. A minor update here about 30 bug fixes and a number of other enhancements. You. Um, have some nice shell scripting that got added with the ask and confirm commands, some other library updates, as well as some improved smarts to the jar endpoints doing some kind of pseudo semantic versioning, but some great stuff here. We'll have a blog post we'll highlight as well as you can check out the docs at commandbox.ordis. Hold on. Ordisbooks.com. There we go. Yep. And I see that uh, the JBoss Undertow has been updated to 2.2.10 final. That's pretty cool. So some <laughs> updates there. It's a lovely version number, dot .final. It makes me think of uh, all the files I used to name, you know, dot .real, dash, no reallys, dash, final, <laughs> final. Yeah, for I, sure. I hope I wasn't the only one that did that. <laughs> Yep, and there's another one that uh, I kind of like here too. The server prune command, you can give it a days equal, and then it'll basically just prune stuff that you haven't started for so many days, which is kind of cool. Yeah, reclaim that disk space, right? Yep, exactly. So, wow, 30 which, bugs. <laughs> pretty pretty impressive list here. 
if, if you're anything like me and you like to just start up a new command box server in the, uh, like a throwaway folder to test something, you get a lot of those little servers hanging around and, yep. you know, 200, 300 meg Lucy engines all over the place. They add up. <laughs> yep, for sure. I like that prune one for sure. So, yeah, I usually just trash the whole folder, forget all or whatever, but it's kind of nice. So. Very cool. So yeah, that has been released. So you can uh, update that and go check that one out. And as we yeah. mentioned, autosolutions.com on the blog. It has a nice blog post there. And Eric's already shared it in the chat. Those watching. That's right. And if you're in command box, if you do update dash dash system, you'll be prompted right there to update um, either by downloading the new version or just downloading the machine, the updated code. I always get confused between update and upgrade. It's always confusing. Yeah. Because <laughs> one will do your modules and the other one will do the actual tool. So Then I think <laughs> it's upgrade. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I always got to check both. So anyway. <laughs> do it. We'll do it live right now. Let's see. Upgrade. Upgrade? Okay. It's upgrade or upgrade. But update dash dash system is good to do every once in a while too because you need your system modules upgraded. So... That's right. Okay. Um, also wanted to let you know that Fusion Reactor 8.7.3 was released. It was released on August 12th. Uh, Charlie uh, um, tweeted about it saying there was a release, and he actually wrote a blog post up on that as well. So there's a lot more information in there. Uh, it does say that most of the updates were related to email configuration and stuff like that. For those watching, can see as I scroll quickly through it. But, um, but basically... Um, yeah, there's quite a lot of things done here, but email tests were one of the enhancements to understanding the failed email tests. Um, but yeah, a lot of different things in here. So if you're using Fusion Reactor, uh, definitely want to check that out. Uh, and Charlie's really detailed and all the things that make sense here in this video. The video 3450 mark. So yeah, that's part of the hour-long um, webinar they did a while back there. So you can check that out as well. So new version there. Go check that out. And if you're using the command box tool for Fusion Reactor, it probably already updated for you. So that's the bonus of using the Fusion Reactor module with command box. Okay. In case you missed it. We got into the box speakers. Yep. So and speakers and sessions are all on the website now. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of content here. I'm going to share my screen again for those watching. But we have two days, two tracks, two keynotes, and like 26 other sessions. So plenty of great stuff. Um, oh, they're doing they are doing the CB wire too. Uh, that's the live wire stuff's really popular in a lot of other languages right now, right? Yeah, that's right. And if you have no idea what that's about, you better come see Grant's session. Yep. So some good sessions in here. Uh, we got some familiar names from the community. Scott, who's in the chat, he'll be speaking a couple of times, I think. He submitted a few topics, but apparently we can't let him speak on all of them because otherwise he'll need his own track. Uh, but <laughs> The Scott track. <laughs> so see Seth is in there as well. John Farrar. So a lot of good good names. Oh, we got Neil uh, from Portana. So that's cool. Yeah, some some good names here. So a lot of good content. Uh, check that all out on the website, intothebox.org. 
And as I said, we are a month away now, so uh, don't forget to get your tickets, book your airfares. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. So We also have a webinar coming up tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time. It is CB Validation with Javier. Yep. So we will put the links to register for that. It is free, and it will also be available on CFCast after the fact. Yep, and uh, Coldbox has made this validation module to make your life so much easier. Uh, so if you are validating your incoming requests, which you should be doing, uh, this is definitely a, a module you want to check out. I've got a lot of helper methods in there just to make your life easier. So it's a great module with lots of improvements. Uh, so definitely go check that one out tomorrow. Speaking of other webinars, we have an Adobe, well, webinar and workshop coming up. Yep. The Adobe One Day Workshop is on also tomorrow, the 25th. This one is for our friends in Europe, European time zone, Central European time zone, from uh, 9 to 5. We will put that link in. And then there's an Adobe webinar. I guess the next one we have is in september is that right gavin yeah we did have one last week um exploring cf modules in the cli with mark takata and that video is not available yet but it will be soon on the coldfusion.adobe.com webinar page but uh yeah next month september 22nd mark will be talking about head in the clouds installing cold fusion on azure and aws so yeah uh just so you guys know that the webinar site does actually have a lot of the previous recordings. There's a lot of good content up there. So um, especially since Adobe uh, CF 2021 came out, they've been doing quite a few regular uh, webinars. So lots of good content for you to watch there. Okay. Uh, speaking of good content to watch, should we tell everybody what's new in CFCast this week? Yeah. So it looks we like we've been doing some quick videos. <laughs> Yeah, we keep updating our Up and Running with Quick workshop. This week, you're on learning about retrieving and updating and deleting entities. Um, just a reminder that you can subscribe to get access to all of these videos in the Quick workshop, or you can purchase it standalone on cfcast.com. Yep. And so we got more videos coming up. You said there was about 13 steps, right, in the exercises, and then we're up to step four. So still plenty of content coming our way. Yes, exactly. Very cool. I know I'll be talking about quick, getting a quick API up and running um, at, into the box. Me too. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Yep. So if you <laughs> want to learn more, into the box is going to have some more quick content for you. Speaking of conferences, we actually have one going on right now. So this one we forgot to mention last week, but I saw a couple of tweets about people using Nginx recently, and then that made me think, I think there's a conference. So the Nginx Sprint Conference is actually this week. So it started yesterday, and it's going through the 25th. It's free. Uh, if you go to nginx.com slash events, you'll see Nginx Sprint 2021. Um, and Nginx is more than just a, a web browser. They have... Uh, uh, a lot of different pieces now so they're really really got a lot of tools built in uh, nginx plus is their their sort of commercial product uh, upgraded over nginx but a lot of load balancing and uh even they do apm as well and they do a lot of cool stuff with it so uh, if you're using nginx you may want to find out a bit more about what it is how to use it and some of the extra things they have so 
go check that one out. And then we have another one coming up um, very soon. So this is um, a Microsoft conference called Spring One. Code with the flow is their tagline there. But uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. So um, springone.io is where you can check that out. And oh, let me share my screen for those watching. It looks like it actually might be VMware. Rather yeah. than Microsoft. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I thought it was. But, yeah, it's covering spring to Kubernetes and stuff. So it was, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Like, it was kind of a mixture of a lot of topics. Like, you see the CICD, Kubernetes, DevOps, Agile, you know, modernization, core framework. So it's there's a lot in it. Um, so and, and when they talk about spring framework, is that... Is that the Java Spring framework? That's what I thought it was. See, so like oh, Spring Boot, and so <laughs> yeah, and that's why I was like, there's a lot of interesting stuff that they're messing with here, and so I always think it's interesting to to look at some of those those different you know languages and tools and everything and sort of compare to Confusion, as you often do get some good ideas. So mm -hmm. yeah, so something to to look at there, and they have workshops as well. Uh, the workshops are free, but you have to like basically pay pay a ticket that you'll get refunded after, but it's just so they can actually have some limit to the number of people in the in-person workshops. They have uh, go-by-yourself ones and then actually instructor-led workshops included this way. And so it's, it's kind of interesting. So, yeah. So spring1.io if you want to find out more about that conference. And then not too long after that, we have Into the Box 2021. So yeah, September 23rd and 24th, so just one month away. Uh, no workshops this year. As we mentioned earlier, speakers and schedule are released. They're on the website. Tickets are available through Eventbrite, which you can click on a link on the intothebox.org site. Um, if you've got any questions, reach out to us on the box Slack, uh, and we'll try and answer them. But Everything you should need to know is all on the intothebox.org website. So we're excited. We're getting closer and closer to it. We're you know, hoping we can get more people to this conference. I know that it's a tough time with uh, all the COVID stuff, but hopefully we can still uh, get a lot of people there and still have a good, a good conference. So we're excited to see people in person again. Mm -hmm. It's been too long. Okay, so if you are looking for more conferences, remember conf.tech does, uh, does have that available, and they have a, a lot of different conferences from online, in-person, and many different languages. Okay, so that's our conference wrap-up for now. Still no word on CF Camp. Uh, obviously, nothing yet there. And the same with, uh, with Adobe's CF Summit later in the year. We haven't heard anything there, so not sure if there's going to be virtual or no event. We'll let you know once we know something. Okay. Well, let's talk about blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And let's start with Ben Adel. Yeah. So this is kind of uh, revisiting one of his favorite topics, which is feature flags. And specifically at Envision, they use the Launch Darkly feature flag uh, platform. And somebody asked him a follow-up about how they instantiate that using the Java SDK now because uh, his six-year-old post <laughs> on the matter, it's so cool that this has been going on, I mean, at least six years, um, used Java Loader, which 
Java Loader is both amazing and frustrating. It's a, it was a way to <clears throat> modify the Java class path on the fly so you could load, you know, ad hoc jars and then load the, the classes behind those. But it has some issues, especially if you run into conflicts having the same um, jar you want to load, but different versions happens very common and Lucy solved this with uh, OSGI and brought that to the create object function. So now instead of having to deal with all of that and figure out the class path, you can put in the jar paths as the third argument to create object and it can load it just from right from there. And it's so much nicer. I wish Adobe would bring this so I could use it in all these cross-platform modules. Um, instead, we're still using, you know, either application Java settings or still sometimes using Java Loader. Yep. Uh, fortunately, like it does work across platform, and sometimes we have to just choose what works and not what's best. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to see the differences. Obviously, you know, from six years ago and what he can do now and. I like it when he makes these little videos too. It's kind of nice to walk through and, and, and watch that. So, so cool little blog post there. Thanks, Ben. I think this is also a good um, example of integrating with the Java library. If you're having to do that yourself and you, you can come here and get some ideas on how to make that easier, maybe some things to gotchas to watch out for. And so, yeah. I enjoyed this blog post. Okay, so next up, uh, we had a blog post from James Moberg, which is uh, apparently uh, is JSON structure CFML user defined function. I guess he was doing some work um, and realized that apparently, if you have certain characters, ColdFusion might think it's actually a JSON payload when it's not actually a JSON payload. Uh, not quite. It's that. Um Strings, numbers, null, all are valid JSON by themselves. Oh. So a lot of the times people think of JSON as I got a JavaScript object or struct um, or an array, but a, a string's valid JSON. Oh, um, I see what you're the saying. The problem is he had a, a third party that double encoded it. So they encoded the JSON and then put it into a string. And so now you're not getting out what you thought you were. So uh, gotcha. um, his function specifically checks for, are you an array? Are you an object? Things like that. Okay. I must have skimmed this one a little too quickly, but I mean, it looks like <laughs> a nice little function here. And I have run into the, the double encoding thing for sure. Uh, that does hurt when you're <laughs> trying to figure out what stuff is. So very cool. Okay. Short and sweet, but a nice little helper tool. Okay, and next up, uh, we have a, a blog post from Brad talking about the Command Box 5.4.0 release. So we're not going to go into too much detail with that one. We already talked about it some, and you can go find that on the Auto Solutions website. But Brad has also been tweeting, and this is a, a kind of a cool little thing that he decided to, to add to. So let me share my screen on that. You want to tell us a little bit about it, Eric? Sure. So Brad's talking about needing to add the this.buffer output equals true in your application CFC in order to get Lucy's dump and abort working. 
and a shortcut for command box users and well command box and cfconfig and .env users which um, sounds like a small intersection but i think most of us use those you can set a cfconfig environment property in your global environment file and then every server you start with command box will now have the buffer tag body output equal to true so that's what's in brad's tweet here that you can run those two commands command box and never have to worry about that again Yes, I like the way we can do that. Uh, the shared properties and see if config makes almost everything easier these days. So the pain before was ridiculous, <laughs> especially when all those password text files started popping up for Lucy. I'm like, ah, so very cool. And then we also did mention about Fusion Reactor 8.7.3 being released in Charlie's blog post on that. And so that blog post is also shared in our blog section. Okay, well, next up we have our CFML jobs. So we have five jobs listed new this week on getcfmljobs.com. Looks like a nice little mixture of jobs again. I'll share my screen for those watching. Uh, we have the ColdFusion Microsoft SQL Server developer at remote in the United States. We have a position in Bangalore, Connecticut. So software engineer, Java slash ColdFusion. And then we have a, a couple and um, in the United States. Let me just see where this one is at. It's Whitefield, Maryland. So there's two positions available there and then another ColdFusion developer at remote as well. So these are all posted on the 18th. So uh, over 169 jobs listed here um, so far. Um, looks like we've got quite a few, say, yeah, so quite a few recently. If you're looking for a job, this is a great place to, to look. And remember, follow them on Twitter, and you can see the jobs as they get posted live. We also have a couple of jobs at Audit Solutions as well, and those are still listed on the website at autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash careers. So looking for a senior cold fusion developer position and a, a team in the El Salvador team. We have the, I can't pronounce it, but I think it means designer of whip. <laughs> Thank you. Google translate. <laughs> yeah. So a couple job opportunities there. If you go to the website, you can um, just email us and we'll get you started with that process. So a lot of good content, a lot of good job opportunities. And if you have one, let us know. And we'll try and share that on the show as well. Okay. So next up, our Forgebox module of the week. And this week, it's just a starter project, really, Eric, right? One of your projects. But I thought it would be fun to, to share, maybe get some input from other people. Uh, get some ideas and, you know, start building this module. But tell us, what yeah, is Coda? So, so Coda, because everything needs a cool name that may or may not have anything to do with it, is a, a collection of date helper functions. I say collection because there's only one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was w working with a client and we were wanting to include in the output a kind of a human readable distance between times um for instance how long ago was this you know if it was one hour two minutes and 14 seconds ago we didn't want to say you know 
so many hundreds of seconds or things like that. We wanted to say about an hour ago. And so this has been done in plenty of date libraries, but I couldn't find anything really in CFML for it. So uh, this was our making this one function for CFML. I'm guessing there's going to be other date functions, or I even think I put in the box.json. Maybe this will be a date wrapper and make it more object oriented. I don't know, but it was useful enough to publish just this one function because I've wanted to do this in quite a few projects. And uh, you don't need to be some huge library to be a Forgebox module. This thing does one thing. And here you are, you're welcome, open source. Yeah, and that's that's usually a question people ask. Like, well, when do I when do I separate it? When do I pull it out? I'm like, I usually pull it out the second time I want to use it somewhere. <laughs> right. As, as soon as you use it once, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But as soon as you want to use it again, it's like, okay, let me publish this somewhere. It's not hard to do, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about updating it in the future. And I mean, especially you if you're using a build process. Yeah, some people might just say, well, why didn't you just put this in a, like, put this in a gist somewhere? It's just one little file. It's just one function. And the answer is, you're right. Um, I like the idea of this being a place I can put more. But also, I have tests around this. And um, I can't think of a really great way to add tests with, like, a gist or, you know, just a function I'm copying everywhere. So even if it never got any bigger than this, I'm grateful I can put tests around it and know I didn't break it. <laughs> Um, some questions in the chat from Scott about doing all the different time gaps. It does. I had a little chart handy that showed it, but honestly, the test will tell you much better. So you can check out the source code and um, the test give you every single um, difference that it can give you. So less than a minute, about an hour, about a year, over a year, almost two years, things like that. Oh, so, so I'm going to share my screen again for those watching and then... Yeah, so less than a minute, one minute, five minutes, 21 minutes, about an hour, about three, four, a day, two days, 20 days, about a month. Interesting. There you go. Tess. Gotta and um, to give credit, and I don't think I put this, I will go put this in the readme. This is uh, heavily uh, coded along with date functions or date FNs from it's a javascript date library they had the easiest implementation for me to understand there were some others that were much more confusing um so yeah this is a nice one maybe uh the next thing but if we don't add another date helper we'll be adding some like internationalization to this so we can have mm. different languages the same way because right now it's hard-coded english because i don't translate things but <laughs> We sh we should we know we know people who speak Spanish at least right Gavin? <laughs> yep, so. that's for sure. So we'll we'll Portuguese too, and yeah, a few other. So yeah, that's uh yeah. pretty cool. Well, I said I uh, wanted to spotlight it because it gives you guys an opportunity to you know contribute, uh, give us some ideas, and I'm sure you've got three or four crazy date functions around that may be useful to other people. So maybe we can contribute those too if they they make sense so yeah. yeah and maybe just take a moment to highlight how nice cold fusion is with working with dates sometimes i i you know cold fusion gets a lot of bad press but you know i didn't have to implement a lot of things in here like 
date diff giving me the difference in seconds and the difference in minutes and months and all that. I didn't have to do that math. Comparing the dates, I didn't have to write that function. These were things that over in the JavaScript library, they were doing from scratch. And also they had to worry about if they were getting dates at all, like things that ColdFusion made easy and it made me happy. <laughs> yep. Uh, how many times do we have to do conversions from, you know, Enoch and <laughs> weird stuff and yeah, for sure. I definitely like the ColdFusion date functions. That's something they did pretty well. So, and it looks like uh, Daniel's going to steal this for his global notifications menu, which would be good for alerts and updates, right? So notifications, yeah. perfect use case. Very cool. Okay. So next up, we have our VS Code Hint Tips and Tricks of the Week. And this one was a new one, which, you know, it's one of those weird little mod uh, console type modules where, like, do you really need it? And at the same time, I'm like, it's pretty damn neat. So let me share my screen for those watching. But this one we're going to be talking about is Turbo Console Log. And so basically, all this extension does is make debugging easier in JavaScript by automating the operation of writing meaningful log messages. So basically what you do is you select a variable and you push the shortcut and it does a console.log and then it basically puts a little message in there and it'll actually keep track of um, like the variable enclosing the class name, uh, the function name, and then the actual variable. So it gives you the name of the variable, the variable itself, and it'll keep track of if it's in a function, uh, it'll keep track of what the second function name is. So it's pretty neat that it just does that for you. And I don't know, a lot of times my console logs are pretty weak because I'm just lazy. You know, when I'm trying to debug <laughs> something, I do it really quickly. So this here actually gives you quite a lot of detail in a couple of clicks, you know. But again, sometimes these extensions don't have to be that fancy, don't have to do that much, and they can still be valuable. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And again, yeah, I like it. Nice and somebody, simple. Somebody write this for a write dump. I will use it immediately. Yeah, that would be pretty cool too. So, yeah, um, I know I'm, I use this all the time. And recently I've been doing a lot of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, very cool. So, again, uh, Turbo Console Log. It's got almost 300,000 installs and uh, five plus five star rating, but yeah, simple, but effective. And a lot of people are getting some good use out of it. So yeah, well, let me just see what the chat's saying. Well, Scott thought that was really cool. And then Dan Card said, talking with someone a while ago, and he was spouting how CF had no libraries, no idea what he was talking from, but basically his examples were NPM, which had hundreds of packages. Uh, Cold Fusion did most of it out of the box. And if it doesn't, yeah. guess what? We've got a package library, you know? The yeah. Watchbox does a bunch of stuff. And yeah, I mean, I think ColdFusion has the advantage because not only do we have all of our libraries and built-in code, we've got all the Java's too, which is easily accessible. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, so that's the extension of the week. So Turbo Console Log. Okay. So that leaves us to the most exciting part of the week where we get to thank all our awesome Patreon supporters that pledge their hard-earned money to support uh, Audis and all the community projects, including this podcast. So without That's them, right. we wouldn't be able to do this. So, And, and you, guys you too 
can join and become a Patreon supporter. You can visit patreon.com slash order solutions. If you join our bronze package or up, you get a Forge Box Pro and a CF's Cap subscription as a perk. All our Patreon supporters have access to our a private forum on our community website and an awesome badge to show their support on that community website. And now you can subscribe annually and save 10%. Yep, and there's a lot of different packages to pick from. There's seven levels, and this will actually allow you to see, oh, how many patrons we have and our goals too. So those are watching, you can see, you go look at our goals here, you'll see we've got uh, certain goals lined up so you can see what we're, what we're aiming for next. So our goals are obviously to, to help develop ForgeBox and then CommandBox CLI will be the next goal as well. So... Goals just to make our tools better, more accessible, more user-friendly, and help the community keep growing. And that's part of the reason why we do this podcast every week. Or well, almost every week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's uh, thank our Patreon supporters. I think it's my turn. So thank you, John Wilson from Synaptrix, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, David Bellinger, Dean Maunder, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, Jonathan Perrett, Mario Rodriguez, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Yogesh Mathur, Joseph Lamery, Ben Nadell, Brett DeLine, Carl Von Staten, Charlie Earhart, Dan Carr, Daniel Garcia, Didier Lesnicki, Edgardo Cabezas, Jan Yannick, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Kai Koenig, Laxma Tirahadi, Leon Sarmelis, Matthew Darby, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Patrick Flynn, Ross Phillips, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Oden, Jeffrey Mon- uh, Stephanie Mungi, and Stephen Klotz. So, thank all of you for all your support. We really appreciate it. And this is allowing Auto Solutions to not only do this podcast, but to help fund other great community projects. And all of us from the community, thank you. Okay, so if you do want to see a list of those sponsors, you can check out autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. And that's it for another week. Any final words before we head out? Just hope to see it into the box one month. Yep, sign up guys and uh, we'll see you there. And we'll see all of you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.